Mm. I mean, like, hi. Hello, Loretta. Welcome mm. again to the Let's Talk Public Health Show. So today with me, I have Peter Ame. I hope I got that. Thank correct. God you got your pronunciation <laughs> right, because I was gonna crucify you on that. But okay, I'm happy. Go. I'm happy I got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so Peter walks in and then is giving us tips and advice on how to spice up our space. Ma. Ah, it, the vision I have now is top notch. I don't know how I would market it because everything <laughs> needs to turn into money somehow. And you know, trust me. Don't Mind worry. Just send your invoice. Send your invoice. We are able. More mm. than able. Okay, so <laughs> I will send it to you. I think hit on your bus over there. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's more than capable. So you guys hear from me. All right. Yeah, Hi, sure. Loretta. Incredible Loretta. Very, incredible Loretta. Very. Ah, what word would I use? I think words won't fail me now because. So I need to. I need to shift this spotlight back on your place. So today is about. <laughs> it's about you, please. Don't. Don't bring me inside. Mm. So again, it's lovely, lovely, lovely to meet you. I mean, amazing work that you do, for Concierge MD. Um, thank you for you know causing me to be in the box. That mm. went to that event. Mm. <laughs> <It's pissed back. laughs> it was such a beautiful one for me. I had fun, and the, uh, and I got paid after. Ugh, please. We do that. We 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 cherish our people. Woo. Yeah. So we cherish people who work for us and people who work for, and we just want everybody to feel appreciated. Yeah. I would take this and as official thanks to you, for we called you out even if it was a bit well. I won't call you impromptu, but we called you out and then you were magnificent during the show. That's how you know. I'll just keep saying this about Loretta and you guys can, you know, hit her up for magnificent things. So Thank you. We, thank you. Yeah, but thankful thank for you. how the event went and yeah. it has shaped us into what we want to be, Woo. you know. And, and we're going to be talking about that in this podcast. Ha! Let us get to it. Can't wait. Let's go. Okay, so first, I want you to start with... Um, your first dream when you were growing up, what did you what what did you what did you want to become? Um, okay, so there are, there are different things at different stages. Hey, you know, at that time when you just fantasize about a lot of things and play a lot of football, you're thinking, man, I could be a footballer. <laughs> you know, you could do this, you could score, and I don't want to I don't want people to come in and be like this guy is lying here. But those days I could score goals, you know, and all that. So oh. I was thinking, well, or maybe cool. you thought you could score goals. Well, I could score goals. Not, I wasn't dreaming about it. I did score goals. Okay. <laughs> so I could do that. But yeah, so when I actually started thinking about career in itself, I'm not just fantasizing about things I enjoy. Then um, it was actually being an accountant. And it was because of the, the, the people I had around me. I mean, my brother was an accountant. He had really good friends. Who come in looking well dressed with the tie that time? I mean, obviously <laughs> the trousers were really big, <laughs> so it will look it will look quite weird right you. now. They forgive you. And I know if he hears, he hears this, he will laugh at you actually because he still wear big trousers right now. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I but I like the vibe I saw with them. They dressed well. They um. They had money. They, yeah, they had money. I mean, they, they looked like they were having fun with their job. They came mm-hmm. in at times in the afternoon. They played around. They went out, tried to do stuff. And all that. So I was like, this is exciting. If it's a job and it has this much happiness, I would love to, to do, do this. That. Right? So that's what I thought I would do. Mm-hmm. That's what I had in my head. But you go into secondary school and you know how they do it. 
you score, you score, if you know, yeah, if you score really high, they're like automatic science class. science class. So we were there in science class. I was thinking, okay, let's do this for one time. But you know, all these things got really interesting. Biology really was really interesting. You had to do physics and likes. They were really interesting mm-hmm. things, and I excelled in it. So I'm wow. like, okay, this is the way. And my pupsy did never stop calling me a doctor. Interesting. Right. He was like my doctor all the time. So it was really interesting. And I felt like, okay, I could do this too. And I'd like to explore this field and all that. And, you know. On the other hand, my, my parents, I'm sure, well, they're forgiving me. But then they didn't find it funny. Because growing up, I was that <laughs> child that wanted to be a doctor. Ah. I remember stressing my dad. <laughs> buy me a doctor's kit so this man travels all the way to the uk and then had to come back like with a box of the steps the and the injection and everything <laughs> and you know i'll go around the house <laughs> trying to you know practice my skills and mm-hmm. then this girl has been doing well in science class now scoring the points in biology and then mm. my final year in secondary school i meet or I started liking my biology teacher. And one day I just asked her in class. I was like, what did you study in uni? She's like, microbiology. And there and then I was like, nope, I'm studying <laughs> microbiology. Really? <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Gosh. That's, my... that's, that's a brave move, I'll tell you. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know what microbiology was about. Like, yeah, that's why she's really brave. <sighs> my, my parents did not like it. They were angry. They were boiling because my mom was my my. I think they were already even paying for me to study in the U.S. like a school for medicine in the U.S. And I know not about all this now. Did I? I don't know. I'm not able that. That's where I want to go. So, so I mean, it's it's interesting that you didn't want to study or medicine, yeah, you, and eventually you. did it. <laughs> well, now do you regret that? I, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna push the lights back on you uh, at the time, but do you oh, regret no. that move? No, I don't. Mm. I really um. I feel like if I had studied medicine, I would have been like many of the doctors in my books, in the books, not going anywhere, <laughs> trying so much to be a surgeon. Because trust me, I'm that person that once I'm in a particular space, I would always want to continue, continue, continue. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. so, But you know what? I'm going to pop in here. And hey, why I'm, now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why am I being I'm put sorry, on this spot? But if, because... You know, I've heard a lot of people say my child will never study medicine because how bad medicine has been in Nigeria, mm-hmm. right? And it's 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 a bit weird because not everybody is has this idea of what you could do with medicine. People just think you do medicine, you go to the clinic, you sit there, and then you must do that. But there's exactly. so many things so you could do with medicine. So like now, I'm not. I didn't study medicine, but I'm right where I want to be. Right. And I'm working with. A company that I love working with, and they are into healthcare. And I was—I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor, so please. Uh. <laughs> but it's all—it's good. I mean, yeah. incredible. But please, guys, allow your children do medicine, and they could do other things. Exactly. In like, medicine, not just sit in in a hospital and then you know treat malaria and typhoid. <laughs> I mean, there's public health, there's healthcare financing, <laughs> you, so much. A lot. You could go into research. You could find. Do you understand? Health economics is still there. You could do a lot for us, right? So, come on. So, to further convince us, right, mm-hmm. or convince other people to mm-hmm. study medicine, do you want to tell us um, what you understand by quality care? Um, yeah. So, you know, this thing about quality care is interesting. I love your question. <laughs> because quality care 
it's different from is is differs to different people. Mm-hmm. So it's very much subjective. Um, I mean, it could get go to the line, and you, and you could say what I call quality care is different from what you call quality care, mm-hmm. even if we have the same condition and we're looking for the same outcome, right? What you call quality care as quote unquote a patient or a client, different from what the doctor would call quality care, true, because he has no knowledge. It's different from what the hospital would call quality, quality care. care. Because they're a business. Oh, yeah. Right? And to, I'll just, I, I'll actually place it on what you call quality care for those three categories. For one, the patient. Mm-hmm. One, the doctor. And then lastly, the hospital. And then, you know, I'll just round it up because I've been in, fortunately for me, been in those three positions at different, different, at different times <laughs> in my life. Of course, if we want to be patients, I've been to, you know, hospitals to try and get care or even doing it online and all that. Yeah. And we know what we think quality will be to us. And then the people say doctors are the worst patients. <laughs> <laughs> I agree to it, actually. Because because you know a lot, you just, you know, try to see what your mind is telling you and all that. But anyways, so um, if I'm a patient or as a patient... I would say quality care is that healthcare I receive at the right time, at the right place, at the right price. Time, place, and price is important to me because I don't want to travel from here to, bang, bang, bang. to mainland to go and look for care. Come on. I don't want to spend a lot of time looking for it either. Well, you know people spend... are choosy, right? What if I love this particular hospital? That's the thing. I would love that to be next door either. I mean, really. Because mm. I like this hospital does not mean I want to travel for it. Okay. I have to travel for it because I have no choice. So I would love that the hospital is close to me. I would love that I won't spend time getting that care and I'll get it when I need it. And I would love that it's at the right price and I won't go bankrupt. And then lastly, I would love that I return to how I felt before the illness. So I don't want, I don't want to give a stereotypic definition, but I'll just explain what quality is to different people. Yeah. So quality for patients, place, time, the money, and then the price. outcome. Now, note that the outcome here is how I was feeling before. And how I'm feeling after, like, So, whatever. I want to return to how I was feeling before. But things take time, too, now. Yeah, but if I could run with my legs and everything, and I tell you I need quality, um, quality health care, I want to return back to running. That's, oh, that's yeah. what I call quality. If you return me back to that stage, it's quality for me. Then you provided, you provided. Yeah, you provided quality care. care. If you do anything less than that, I'll be like... Oh, well, you tried, yeah, but... but thank you. <laughs> really good, but really, I'm not really happy. If you tell me, you know what, I could take a, take a step forward and return you back to how you were before, the person would be like, wow, fantastic. You know, so that's it for patients, right? Yeah. I obviously don't worry, I want to go bankrupt, actually. <laughs> In any ways. Um, so yeah. now for a doctor, and as a doctor. Or for providers. So, yes, health professionals mm-hmm. who provide this care directly because hospitals provide care indirectly through the doctors. Yeah. Um, for providers now, that's the doctors, health professionals, nurses, and likes. Um, ah, nurses are mean. By they the are? So. Mm. Mm. You know, my nurses are my people. And because I watch, I work, I, I'm with concierge MD, I will have nurses. I will not agree to you. To you that, so also, nurses are fantastic to, sort of people. You have to defend we love your, them. You have to defend yeah. them now. Why? They, they are lovely and all that. I mean... If you're talking about health professionals, people say a lot of time about health professionals. You speak with doctor and be like, the doctor is not good enough. The doctor is too rude. This one doesn't know what he's saying. Especially if you don't know anything about the field and you look, you, you seem like, oh, I've read something online already. This is how it should be. I mean, this my older doctor told me that he should do this. He's not doing it. Can you see? He doesn't know what he's saying. And then, obviously, I'll get there. 
know. Mm. Uh, but obviously, say when you say people are not nice, I feel like a lot of people in the health system has they reached their break point. Okay. And it's just a lot to take. For which I would advise if someone in government or in schools is could listen to this that they please just add all this, you know, emotional intelligence and how to control emotional and that to the health curriculum. Oh yeah. So that no matter how precious it is, which obviously medicine here abroad is a pressured field, right? Mm-hmm. So but here is just a lot of pressure with very little tools and you know compensations for yeah. it. So yeah. Anyway, so if I if I meet anybody, I've been to the hospital a couple of times, I've spoken with people, if I, I meet them in different frame of mind, I could recognize it. And I don't just go like, it's all your fault for how you're speaking with me. To me, I feel like there are a lot of things that made you do this. And I feel like there's a good person in there because I always look for the positive in everybody. And I just want to relate. And you know what? If that person is being somehow to your rude, if mm-hmm. you come and you're pretty nice, oh, very sorry. I understand how you're feeling now. But please, this is what I was thinking. But if you're not in the best place, can I come back? Can I, you know? Yeah. People just tend to see that, oh, you're really soft and nice. And then they some just, of them would just, just yeah, that, they just, just match, match down. It's just, it's just relaxing. Some people can't even tell you, oh, man, I'm, I've been having a really bad day. I'm so sorry how I just reacted. And it's good. So that's that. Now I'll go back to what I was saying. Um, For health professionals, for me, I use m- myself now because... I'm the one talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say I've delivered quality health service. Mm-hmm. If I provide health service to someone who I have the right information, so I have the right information, I could do all the investigation I need to do. Interesting. And I could give the drugs I have as first line. So if I if I could tell you, if you ask me, have you given quality care to Loretta? I'll say, yeah. I have all the information I need to make the decision I made. I did all the investigation I needed to know to rule out things in my head. Now I'm making really informed decisions and I have, you know, given the right drugs, which you could get. There's nothing like it's not available or she can afford it. And then obviously, for me, the outcome will be the best possible outcome. Not the previous state as for what patients would think. Mm. The best possible outcome will be what I would think. Because if you come in and I feel like, now nah, this is as much as we could salvage and this is where I could get you to, that's the best possible outcome. So with everything that you've said, right, mm-hmm. It almost feels like um, this space is very complex. Yes. Very, very complex. Yeah. So what are the factors that determine like this whole quality of care situation? The patients, as you said, sometimes the patients are totally different or thinking in a different manner from the providers. So who is determining this quality of care? What should determine it, if I'm correct? So now, I would actually give you... I think if I give you a longer definition of quality of care, it will point out the determining factors. Then I'll go into it. So for me, if I would ask, if you ask me for quality of care, I would say it's the health service that the right patient receives mm-hmm. in the right place at the right time yeah. by the right health professional, right? Mm-hmm. Who had the right information, did the right investigation, gave the right drugs, leading to the best possible outcome, that's what I'll go with, not yeah. previous state, at the right price. Okay. Okay, now, looking at that, I think you can pinpoint some things that actually really affect um, quality of health. Mm. I would break it down again. Forgive me, I like breaking things down. <laughs> it's fine, it's, it's fine. Just it's just the fine. best way of passing information, yes, you know. All right, so, I'll say factors. I will actually 
okay, let me just give you like two, two. Let's not, not gonna go too much. Um, first, I'll say there are patient factors. Secondly, provider factors, mm-hmm. and then third, I'll say the government. Government okay. is always involved in quality health care. Well, that's what we're fighting. I mean, I'll get there. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is really interesting. I love discussing this and. You can see how much fire is in me when I'm talking yeah. about this. And this is why I'm here with CMD, you know. So, um, for the patient, socioeconomic factors are really, really important. Mm, so, this is number one determinant. It's number one. Boom. I'm telling you, because healthcare is not cheap. When you tell people these are like your heartless doctor, you know, health is not cheap. It just depend, determine, depend on who is paying it. But, Social fact. I mean, if you if you go to, I would I actually pick on demo and uh, demographics and say, now if you go to different classes, I'll say high class, low class. For people in the low class areas, they probably there's some bit of literacy, or not as literate as they need to be, not a lot of funds to seek health, and then in that class you see people who have traditional values that are really strong. <laughs> yeah. So different wahala. <laughs> I'm telling you. So in, in, in as they say wahala be like kukushu. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Don't mind me. So you you are talking about one, you don't know that you should seek care. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't know the symptoms you're having. So you're thinking nothing. Three, you don't have money. You're like uh, go to the hospital and pay money. Can't. Four, you are used to taking agbo all the time and then you know sleeping things off. And then, you know, going to the pharmacy close by yeah. and just pop a drug mm-hmm. and all that. That's that's your way of life. That's what you, you've grown up to know. You go somewhere and put some leaves together and then put things here and all that. So those those things contribute to the quality of care you receive at the end of the day. Right? People in higher classes can do better. Obviously, they have yeah. better exposure. They, they have travel. better information. They could travel, go seek health anywhere. They could pay for top quality health True. services. So you, mm-hmm. as a health provider, you could... Ask the right information for them because you can communicate really well. You could do so as much as you need, you know, because it's it's it's, it's affordable. I mean, they can get they can afford it, and and then you could actually give drugs and they could get it. So it improves your quality of healthcare. You know, I saw that mm-hmm. Nigeria is actually ranked as number 187 out of the 191 <laughs> countries because of our healthcare um our healthcare system is ranked this now with this that you've said i feel like it's more than enough reason to be ranked this low i mean so i think my next what i'm now curious about is we've identified a few determinants yeah and ah uh, as I'm looking at things, it's hard to scale though, up the ladder. <laughs> but how would you say that we are going to be able to scale up the ladder? Now, these determinants, can we work with them for our good? Hmm. Now, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it would be really unfair if I say my determinants are just patients and patients would be like, uh-huh, this is how doctors say this. But I'll just say other determinants could be one, the doctor competence, I won't actually say too much about it. If the doctor is not competent, it can't give you quality care. Mm-hmm. For the doctor part, I will say compensation. Doctor is not happy, not receiving good funds. Obviously, NRD, they are on strike right now. Damn. So you can't get quality care. Yeah. And then the government. 
policies. I think, I think that's where the bulk of the work should yes, be. Yes, actually. actually, I agree. Even some government officials will tell you that you guys will be saying this, but in your own side, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. But really, if you're governing, if you're a governing body, default for what happens under you falls to you. Yeah, exactly. So, falls falls on your on yeah, your laps. Yeah, it's it's not. You can't push the blame down to anybody. Your whole responsibility. Because you should put policies into place, you should implement them, you should monitor them, you should evaluate them, you should make sure things are working as they should, and you see a lot of things. Now, I would say for government, if we're thinking about, you know, improving our healthcare system, mm-hmm. it has to start from the grassroots. We see a lot of a lot of times where money goes into tertiary institutions, but come on, if things are being taken care of from the primary end. Yeah. You will be having so much secondary and tertiary cases. True. And then when you now have tertiary centers as the only place where you can get really quality care at affordable prices. Not everybody can go to Nobody Prima- can primary go. Primary care is literally at every point. I'm telling you. So now, these secondary care centers, they are choked up. You want to go to general hospital or teaching hospital today? No, 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 no. You no, have no. to go there as early as maybe four or five to write your names down. Do you know I had a story that was so heartbreaking? God. Share. I when, would love to hear. When, when, when this person was sharing the story with me, honestly, I started crying. Because mm. I couldn't just imagine how in the world people would have to go through such. So our sister had tuberculosis. Mm. And she was in the hospital. There were no beds. Nowhere to sleep. That, like, that was not painful enough she they had to change oxygen so this thing so so they had to pay for a wheelchair so she was literally on a wheelchair and they were giving her treatment on imagine someone that is sick in pain and then oxygen finished and they said they had to go and pay for oxygen before they would honestly me i started crying i said what people go through this in this country so i mean it's a lot of challenges and i'm curious to know again what CMD was wants to do to address um, the needs of the population? Of course, we know that change would come majorly from the government, or mm-hmm. from the, or we need the government's we are, approach. We are actually still in the government of change, so Ex- <laughs> <laughs> just that your change is probably downwards right now. And no, and another thing is, the government is just the decision making. So, like, make sure let's have good policies. Let's mm-hmm. you know do things the right way. All of that, but still, how, um, even looking at stats, I don't know, but me personally, and I'm sure a lot of Nigerians would also do the same. I am not comfortable going to a federal or a government hospital to receive care. Mm-hmm. I am not. I'm not. Why are you not comfortable? I don't know. I me, mean, I just like when care is brought to my home. When I am seeing in my life. I like to do things in a way that, <laughs> like, I know that, oh, my God, this person cares about what they are doing. Like, for the past two, three years, two, three years now, yeah, I've been doing my nails from one single person, one single guy. Uh-huh. And he does his nails like his life depends on it. Like, he would be gisting with you, with do like, <laughs> filing the nail, and I'm just like, oh, my God, yes, this is so perfect. So I'm that kind of person that I enjoy when somebody is providing if you are providing any service to me and you are doing it shabbily, just get out. Cause I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't want. I like when you really care and you can show me that you care about that service that you are offering when you are serving me. And I I don't see that being done. 
um at general hospital so i'm not comfortable going there i don't want a doctor talking to me like i came to beg i'd not come <laughs> to beg you so please you're playing for, you're paying for your care actually so thank you, know. you. yeah so what i need to, what i need to to understand now is um even in developed climates mm-hmm. where things work government put money into this the there is still a mismatch between doctors and patients and things about home care concierge care mm-hmm. it's actually a thing out there it's established right so for me even if the doc the our government suddenly try to you know change and make some things put in order it doesn't take out this personal care that you need yeah yeah so at concierge md what will bring for you is comfort at a good price right health professional mm-hmm. you know we, we we care about our patients we don't want to fall sick so we are there to giving you the right information if you register with us so that you will know what you need so even and preventable or preventable care. Yeah, yeah preventive care is there and then obviously we do screening for our, for our clients to make sure okay before you won't have something we're there also we are providing care for you as i said the situation i said earlier right place right time you know at the right price yeah because we want you to have care and not go to somewhere to line up or queue up interesting we want you to have care at your home i am your target market <laughs> if, if you're like me please yeah yeah concierge mds target market <laughs> and then we are bringing it at an affordable price because we know the situation of things now in, in, nigeria, in, in nigeria right and also people will tell you that which doctor am i seeing as you've said we bring you the right doctors please who, i want i want tall dark and handsome doctor <laughs> <laughs> we bring you the right doctors or the high, right, not the doctor, we bring you the right health professional, we doctor, nurse, nutritionist, dietitian, mm-hmm. you know, consultants or um, people in training or residency and all that. We give you general practitioners, we give you who you need at a time and uh, when you need it. And if you get to that service immediately, you, you ask for it. So you get this doctor at the right time, there's no delay, you don't have to book and come back, you don't have to queue for it. So it has the comfort of your home. Also, you don't have to worry about who you're seeing. Some people go to the hospital and they tell you, I want to see Dr. A that I saw last week. And Dr. B, ah, it is not reasoning the way Dr. A was reasoning. You know, this one is, you know, we give you these doctors who have been trained, they've been carefully selected, and they will give you equal care. And obviously, you can keep seeing your doctor. Interesting. So we give you the right health professional who have been well-trained and compensated. They are not frustrated. Woo! Really, they are <laughs> not frustrated. They are not tired of the of what's happening. I mean, they love their work and they want to work exactly. with you. They are eager to work with you. And then the personal touch we give you with our care is you have your doctor for as long as you want. Interesting. You could talk to your doctor and tell the doctor about anything. But please, maybe, oh, wow. maybe not. Maybe, you know, isn't. <laughs> I don't and, understand. I don't understand what you're trying to do here, but okay. I'm just, I'm just kidding, just kidding. So you could talk to your doctor about anything, any single symptom you have. It's you. It's your time. You're not. We're not counting it for you. You have this doctor in your home or your office space or wherever you want to meet that doctor. Yeah. You talk to the doctor at your pace. You get all explanation and counseling that you need, and then even if you need more afterwards, you could get it. Yeah. Right. So we give this personal touch, and then we deliver your care, your drug, your investigations to your house. You don't need to go to honestly. Anywhere. So it's, this is you. I feel like ah, I need to clap here because <laughs> this is literally such a perfect way to improve health in a population so when people are more comfortable um accessing care they would definitely stop by 
they'll definitely stop by. Yeah, yeah. Definitely I think stop by. what what everybody wants nowadays is comfort in Ugh, every area of I our lives. I want life. comfort. You know, comfort is actually really important, and I feel like I'm getting... sorry, I want to be able to give birth in my house. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I mean, if that is the case, I'm sure we'll work something out for you. But <laughs> let's move. We're expecting you to come here and then tell us what you want. You know, in any case, we have packages that will fit everybody and we can do bespoke too. We are good like that, right? Interesting. And um, now, taking this step further, we now add technology into what we're doing. Ooh, you know, we don't have to go techie. If you don't have tech doing your things, it just makes you look too cumbersome and all that. Yeah. So, we, we, we've seen that many times continuity is a problem, you know? Some hospitals are actually adopted it now when they bring in EMR and all that, but still continuity with the doctor you're seeing, continuity with the care you're having. Mm-hmm. So what we do for you is, when you come to us, we have our EMR, that's electronic medical records, where we store your information. And then you ha- we have an app at the back end where you can see your information. You don't have to start asking your doctor what happened to you. You don't have to go home and your daughter asks you what happened and you're like, uh, I, I don't forgot know. it. I'm still you just to... need to take our app and then or look they at. Did not tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can take our app and look at okay exactly what we've done for you and mm. what is there. Oh, wow. But I we have that. it in our app from your end using the helium helium doc. Yeah, powered by helium. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then with the AMR, your information is well stored, and we have health professionals who will follow up on your information and everything they said we should do for you. We follow you up with it and make sure that your care does not stop at you coming to the hospital and then coming for another appointment and another appointment. We co- we continue with the care to have continuity with our care. I love that. And then everything that you need to have, we have we give it to you and then we we streamline the information we give you to what you have actually, Ooh. which is incredible. Incredible, you know, incredible job that that you are doing. At yes, and thank again, you very much. I am so delighted that you joined us on today's podcast. So we'll be wrapping this series up shortly. Um, but before you leave, I mm. want you to just quickly touch on um, really what would you want to say to patients? How how can care or how would they feel like they've received better care? You know, should we should we be more open about our problems? I feel like a lot of people lie about how they really that's, feel. That's actually really important, you know? <laughs> now, um, I would say to all patients, and myself, right, that if you're, if you're actually seeking care, right, she said be open-minded, and then try and be as open with your health professional as possible. Say everything. If it's one each somewhere, say it, because you know the thing about symptoms, they interlink. If you say this, we know what this is, and we can oh, link yeah. it up into giving you a very good diagnosis. Interesting. And, you know, I would say be open-minded about your care because really some people tell you that they could buy a phone of like 300,000 or 600,000 but they don't actually actually want to invest in a plan a care plan and all that i would it would love if i try to get everybody in my house into a care plan so that it's it's not when it happens you're scrambling even at that point we could still help you as as at concert gmd but be very intentional about your health invest in your health I mean, preventive methods are really important for you. Do your screening, you know? And then when you are actually having any symptom, please do not start and self-medicate. You know? Don't don't start by self-medicating. See a doctor. I feel like you're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's what part of the policy that the government could do for us. I mean, stop all these over-the-counter drugs by having mm-hmm. anyhow and they're limited but anyways don't self-medicate don't make things worse don't let your your symptom you know drag out present your symptom right on time 
immediately you feel it, say it. We are there for you. We'll just call away or email away. Yes. So give us what you want. Give so us a call. So how can we reach then... Concierge MD, by the way? What's your phone number, your email, your... Okay, so yeah, if to, to reach us on Concierge, you could send us an email at hello at concierge Okay. And then we'll write, read, read back to you right back. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome time with you on today's podcast. So please, again, I hope if you are deciding to share this one, because you cannot hear all of these germs and then keep it to yourself. Share, let the world know that Concierge MD is here to improve mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're here for you, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs>